the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Good evening, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 255 of the Heart of LAC podcast. We're going to call this one Home Cooking, simply because, yes, it's all about home cooking with this club. We get stuff done when we're in our house, only losing, I believe, one this season and keeping it up once again. Of course, gets busy next week, right? Craziness, schedule, tight schedule, lots of games in a row, and yes, road games, so... Real, really back and back to Texas. So back to reality yet again. Of course, to get things done today, we got to have our crew fully assembled. We've got Bam in the house and Tony. Uh, Tony, how are you feeling today, sir? I'm feeling pretty well. It's you know a hot day. It's cooling down. We're supposed to get rain this Saturday, so we'll see how that affects us moving forward. But overall, just staying hydrated as best I can. Understood, brother. Bam, how are you feeling, sir? Personally, I'm feeling a little under weather, but um, also a bit somber today with everything that happened this morning with uh, the unfortunate passing of Queen Elizabeth, um, obviously being part of the Commonwealth with Australia. It is one of those things where, although I'm not pro-monarchy or anti-monarchy, for someone that's been in the role for so long and passing away, it does seem a little weird. Totally understood. And on our end, of course, we extend our condolences. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one of our closest allies for the past century, um, and a constant for everybody, right? I mean, you see here, people always follow the Royals. It's just how it is. Uh, and so, yes, definitely, uh, yeah, somber for everybody. That's for sure. But I could totally imagine Bam, and I know for sure it's definitely going to be painful for many. Oh, definitely. It's just, as I was saying to Tony off air, all the little things that are going to change now, like, our, all our currency in Australia has got to change. So, but one little thing I found it really interesting is that when they change the monarch who's ruling, the face looks the opposite way. So, for example, with this 20 cent coin here, the queen's facing that way. Charles will yep. face the opposite way. Wow. So, if you have like an old, old one, right? monarch faces the other direction that's that's wild and of course it's on every bit of currency right i mean paper coin yep yep she's there. everywhere she's on every bit of currency we have um obviously also a lot of the lawyers who too are qcs so queen's council they're going to change to kc's not the kc we know but <laughs> kc council yes 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 uh, yeah, I mean, King's Council, it, it, it's it's wild to see the impact. That's a financial impact for everyone, you know. Uh, we see it here with, with Canadian money, right? They, they've got the queen on there, too, so there's going to be a big change. I saw a story on Twitter today about a, a, a citizenship ceremony in Canada that was on Zoom live, and they were getting ready to do the oath. And, of course, Her Majesty is a part of the oath, and they had to stop for about, 40 minutes because they didn't know if if king charles the third was going to be king charles the third so they had to wait for official like so everybody sitting on the zoom call like well now do i what do i do and even more difficult apparently they have to give back a part in french too right and so they had to figure out the wording because everything changes it's yeah. wild well like 
Yes, they was the last day anyone sung would sing "God Save the Queen." Now it's "God Save the King," so the, yep. their national anthem has changed as well. So a lot of and we we'll see it at the World Cup, right? Uh, not once, but twice, twice. right? Yeah, twice. Yeah, two teams in our group will be affected by uh, by this. So rather rather interesting, that's for sure. Uh, so yes. Uh, that has been going on in the world. I know we're all following that. We'll see how it is. It's 10 days of mourning, and then I believe the funeral, and then we'll, we'll hear about, for me, a history buff, you know, my background with teaching and all that. To me, it's more of, of just pure curiosity right now to see, well, now what, what's going to happen next and the coronation and when that's going to happen because we've none of us have experienced that yet. I mean, that's way back when. Um, and so now we get to see how, how all of it works because – the Brits, they 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 own it when it comes to when it comes to pomp and circumstance and oh. and just the, the traditions. It's going to be amazing to see. Definitely, definitely not. I'm also looking forward to another public holiday. Get a day off for the fu- for the funeral. There it is. There it is. We won't because you know us and fighting wars and stuff. You know, we just kind of have our own thing going. But yeah, uh, but let's get back to football, guys. I know we could talk all night about it because. You've been hearing it everywhere, so we will be your escape for the next uh, hour and a half, I'll say, because uh, I know if you turn on the TV, you know what's on there. So back in the LAFC uh, and the amazing result we had over the weekend. Uh, also, the result was critical for us because Austin is basically not getting it done. Uh, they had an opening and they closed it on themselves. So now we're at a point, beautifully, where the magic numbers are completely in our favor it's pretty much one and done. If we get the job this this weekend, it's it's almost virtually over, especially if Austin loses again. So basically, our clinching option is this simple. If we win a game and Austin loses a game, done. We've clinched. It's that simple. So say we beat Dallas and they lose to the Sounders who are desperate for a result, which I believe it is. is it's in Seattle, right? So it's plausible. It's over. Because if you're looking at magic number, the magic number is now two, and that's two wins. I'm not talking points. If you want to say six points, say six points. Uh, The magic number is two, and that can go either direction, either two wins by us or a win and a loss by our opponent. It's done, guys. Uh, You know, we get the job. We got to get a win. You know, that's critical. If we get two, even better. Uh, So that race should be locked up um, if we get our job done. At a bare minimum, should be locked up by uh, Tuesday with the other game happening on Tuesday. If we can get the two wins, I know it's going to be tough in Dallas. Uh, we're there. Uh, and then we can worry about Philadelphia and, and chasing them down and not even chasing them down, just doing our job. Um, and then we get that. And so you move into that one as we look into theirs. Uh, right now, uh, they're tied on points with us, of course, 60 each. We get one game in hand. They, I believe, own some tiebreakers, so that's never fun. We have others. It's a mix of things. Um, 538 uh, is predicting us to end with about 69 to their 68. Well, if you're looking at that, that's nine more points than we have now. So they're assuming that in the final six games that we're going to play, that we're going to pull three wins. So what does that really mean? Uh, it means two home wins and one on the road. And it, it would be at about 69 points. Um, remember they have one less game than us, but their schedule is a little softer than ours. 
So it's it's a wash, right? We got to get the job done. That's simple. Um, I believe it's probably going to be need to be more than sixty nine, but that's the ex, uh, you know the expectation from five thirty eight. We will see how that plays itself out. Going to be interesting. Um, if you're wondering what schedule is, well, for Philly, uh, again, they only have five games. They got to play Orlando at um, home. So huge advantage for Philly there. Then I got to play Atlanta on the road, which apparently they're imploding and suspending their their best player. He hasn't had the best season, but he's still managing to score, which was wild to me that he scores and then has a, I guess, a table-throwing incident in the locker room. That's the alleged uh, crime. Uh, and so he, he gets to miss their next match, but he'll be back for the one after that. But I don't know about you guys. It doesn't sound like he might play at all i mean it'll be really interesting to see how that gets repaired um after that philly of course plays charlotte in charlotte so that of course adds a wrinkle to it because charlotte's a very different team at home and then the last day decision day it's a desperate toronto fc going to philadelphia with a much needed win to try to make the playoffs and again if they're even in it at that point it's gonna be tough i mean they gotta run the show uh so that Last day could be a wild one, uh, having Toronto in their house, who we all know is pretty much stacked uh, now that they've got their players. Stacked and older, right, but still stacked. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. For us, our schedule, straight up, Dallas on the road, Minnesota on the road. That's always a trap for us, right? Historically a trap for us. Uh, Dynamo at home, so we got our chance at some revenge. Uh, Timbers on the road. And then uh, Nashville's our last game of the regular season for decision day. And that's not an easy team, but if we can beat them in their house, uh, we can beat them in ours. So, yes, a little bit more difficult looking at the records of the team, the teams there. But really, it's on us, you know, get the job done. We might be there for the supporter shield. So that's the race. Worrying about Austin. I'm not going to do it too much because, again, they got to go to the Sanders house. Then they got to host Salt Lake, who we already see how good they're playing. Then they got to play Nashville. Then they got to play the Whitecaps away. We all know that trap. Uh, and then the Rapids at home. So, again, we do one. They mess up one. Over. Pretty simple. Uh, looking beyond that, basically, yeah, it's time for us to take care of business. Uh, and simple as that. Tony, any thoughts you have regarding the schedule? Are you worried? Uh, what do you think? What do you think about our supporter shield opportunity? We have a good opportunity to take the supporter shield, of course. Uh, again, it is never, as people know, it's kind of iffy because, you know, when the winners of the supporter shield are what, like, I think 27% to win it, I think, or I think probably the percentage to win the MLS Cup has gone down. So I rather have it just because it'd be easier not to travel and move forward <laughs> so that way we have a final in here in uh in california in la in la and um yeah so it's that's my thought process i like i said there are some games that are going to be of course cat um trap games moving forward again minnesota as you mentioned is going to be like the one of the biggest ones of course and yeah so we just have to keep healthy keep our chemistry going the way it's going right now and we Honestly, I say 95% chance that we're taking it first place overall in general. Yeah, I still feel good about it. Part of me is now getting into that mindset of, well, maybe we sacrificed our chances at it for the purpose of building a playoff side, right? And so, yes, we need to get our chemistry right. We have enough games to do that. 
but it could get sketch. We've already seen it be a uh, sketchy situation as guys try to adjust in. But by the time we play these remaining games, everything should be pretty much figured out for the run. Do I want to sacrifice anything? No, but I, I, you know, you got to think that way. That's for sure. Uh, Bam, your take on the situation. You think supporter shield is going to be ours. Uh, are you worried about it? Where do you stand? Um, I think it's still going to be ours. I want us to push for it as much as we can for the pure fact we get that all our matches in the playoffs will be at home and we know what we're like at home. So let's get the supporters shield. Let's keep the winning going and let's get all our playoff games at home. Right. And, you know, even if we end up going to Philly on the last day, think of this, it could be a snow game by the time we play there. I mean, their weather is always unpredictable and cold at that, that time of year. And I'd rather just play in, beautiful sunny california so hoping and pray we get to where we need to go all right of course to get there you got to get the wins which we just did so let's definitely take a look at the last match uh a good one overall an efficient one overall uh could have been better on the scoreline even uh from what i'm seeing but yeah let's talk this one through uh basically the lineup for this game was rather interesting a, a good starting debut you could say up top, we had Apoku, Orango, and Buanga. That's right, folks. Uh, both Vela and Bale, no start. They got to rest to start this one, which gives us a real good introduction to uh, Denis Buanga and his ability to play as a left wing. You know, most were talking about him being a forward and a striker. Guess what, folks? Another versatile player because John Thornton doesn't go for players unless they're versatile uh so here we go he starts on the left side in a poku of course right side interesting now in the mid sanchez sifuentes and blessing because acosta had his suspension to deal with uh so no shock there uh back line chiellini gets to start with murillo so murillo found his way back in again to work things through uh palacios on the left and hollingshead which we were thinking otherwise but escobar of course was hurt we found out on the long run uh, gets to start with, of course, Max in goal. Uh, impressions, Bam, on the lineup, sir? Were you shocked by it, or does it make perfect sense? Uh, for me, when I first saw it, that front three, I'm like, interesting. You know, we know what our front three, our front three we know what they're like when it's Bella, Chicho, and Opoka. We knew that was a good one. But seeing this whole bit intrigued, but I was happy at the end of it. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, we know what the starting line normally is. Guess what everyone else does too, including the opposition. So maybe this is just one of those things where maybe we just got to shake things up to make it right. Uh, Tony, your thoughts on this lineup? It was a very interesting lineup. Again, the front three is like, as I Bam was very like, okay, let's see how this goes. Uh, the back lineup for me was kind of questionable but again Mario is the one that was the questionable one everyone else is as should, as it should be if not there could be a replacement for another one but that's because they're interchangeable plays different styles yada 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 um but overall I feel like it was a strong squad and again we have someone to kind of check Mario so he doesn't do anything dumb <laughs> I mean, the Mario way is he's got to have a solid, more of a stay-home mindset guy next to him, and then he can go on his adventures. Uh, <laughs> Chiellini is definitely the man. So, uh, and he proved that through this match, and we'll cover those highlights as well. Now, the other side, RSL, we knew their biggest problem was they had a center back out, right? Glad. 
right? Glad. Uh, and so Kappelhof ended up being the replacement in this case. And I think we discussed him a little bit in the last show, uh, proving that that was not, you know, not nothing against Kappelhof, but there is a marked difference, right? And so that's what we saw. Uh, game was pretty much tentative first half, but we were pushing, no doubt about it. Uh, we were creating the opportunities. We're doing what we needed to do. It's just on the last bit of it, it wasn't working out. Um, for you, sir, Tony, what were your big highlights from the first half? And I think probably it was just like one, right? No, uh, yeah, pretty much as we we're just going to talk about it. Um, Apoku finds Chicha for an offsides goal. Again, it was 100% offsides. He was a little too quick on the gun, but it was more of things we should we were going to go see moving forward. Again, it was a very strong half for us. Again, a couple... Couple scary moments again, but uh, overall we came out of it pretty well at the half. And of course, the first half, the real conversation was the Nibuanga and what he was now bringing to this lineup, which was instant impact. I will say, um, I was I was thoroughly impressed. Were there goals? No, but what I saw was his ability to read the game, open space with his movements, track, not be afraid to get into mixes. And physicality, he was the same size as pretty much the center backs. Like nobody was going to, to to push him around. And we needed that. Honestly, he's not looking to make a dive. You know, he's going to get the job done. And I think it was a huge improvement for us. Marked improvement of, over who we've had uh, in that role in the past, especially with the poke still being on the field. It looked pretty darn good. Uh, Bam, your impressions? Uh, first off, we played really well. Um with the teacher offside goal, when it's that obvious, just flag it straight away. Don't wait. I know they're told to keep their flags down for VAR, but it was that obvious. Just flag straight away. Because once it's been flagged, done. It's That's one thing that's really, really annoyed me about the VAR introduction is that even if it's clear and obvious like that, they keep the flag down until the play is over. It's wrong. <sighs> Yeah, it cost me a quarter beer, man, because I went with I went with a beer toss for that one. I rarely ever do, but since we were on a losing streak, I, I, I felt I had the need to do it like everyone else, right? And so that one cost me, man. I got too excited. What can I say? Uh, but that's that. You know, tradition is what it is. Uh, getting into the second half, I think we all knew what we saw. Uh, I think other guy to, to mention, of course, is Chiellini. The man is just everywhere he does everything he reads everything he's in every conversation when max made that really crazy save and had to clank himself into the post to get the job done who's the first man there oh yeah Chiellini. uh doing what he does best is just being in everyone's business for all the right reasons and and uh being that calming influence for the side uh tony from what you saw any other impressions before we get into the second half just um, nothing crazy. It's again, it's like the LAFC that we know we should be seeing day in, day out. Again, there are teams can have a hiccup game and that's fine. But after that three loss, it's kind of we need to stop those hiccup games and just continue on to this LAFC that we see. Yeah, moving forward. So we get to the second half. It does not take us long at all. Four minutes, I believe. And fireworks begin. Tony, why don't you explain what breaks down in the 49th minute? Um, so Sifu on the right side of the field um, finds uh, uh, finds uh, Ilya quickly in the middle to switch sides to Chichi. Chichi cro- uh, Chiki, sorry. Chiki uh, crosses it into the box to find uh, Chicho, uh, uh, but he can't quite get ahead on it because um, McMath 
punches it out and now it wasn't a strong punch so it just ended up dropping in the middle of the box to to right in front of the leading scorer four defenders in the league hollingshead to put us up one nil check that box people because uh my predictions are true uh, he ended up outscoring him because he left but hey he still outscored uh brian uh, and now number one in the league with limited minutes. You can imagine if he was starting every game where we're at here. Uh, beautiful things. Uh, impressions for me on the goal, I will just say it's good that we're physical in the air, right? You had to contest it, and contesting things paid off. That's why it opened up the way it did. If you played that soft, goalkeeper takes care of business. We don't get what we want. Uh, Bam, thoughts on the goal? Uh <clears throat> It was a bit of a lucky goal. It wasn't a clean strike from Holling's head. I'll, gi- I'll give him that. Um, but the fact that he was there and he was ready for it, it just shows that how much grit and all that. Also, Ryan, if you decide to shave that mustache again, I'm going to come over and I'm going to stick it back on top of you. That should never go. That is a beautiful mustache. Don't get rid of it. It seems to be a trend. Uh, even looking at the screen right now, interesting little trend. Right, Tony? Mm-hmm. Dang. That's going to be his goal celebration when he plays in the Supporter Cup. He's just going to do one of these. So, oh, no, you go. You forgot. It's this. If you're, as a Roma fan, it's that. Right. There you go. There you go. Uh, beautiful. Now, we keep it going. We get to the 68th minute. And what happens, Tony? Um. Uh, Mc- McMath uh, clears it out of the area, out of the box area, but uh, Ilya is right there to f- pretty much set it up. Heads it right to Chicho, who finds Vela right just outside the box. He readjusts and literally finds a streaking Chicho going in, and this time not offsides. Kind of does a dummy shot to kind of get the defender off, and ends up scoring for two nil. Such an LAFC goal, right, Bam? It, it was beautiful. Like the, the the fact that he had the awareness to fake a shot and get the keeper off his mark was just beautiful. Yeah, again, it, it wasn't hesitation. It was it was stretching time uh, is what he did. And the goalkeeper was expecting bang bang play, which it now wasn't. Uh and he fell right on his butt. Uh, <laughs> I, again, every time we we think Chicho Chicho's got a a weapon, he adds another another trick, another bag of tricks. Uh, he just keeps getting better and better every week. He is ramping up for playoffs with six games to go, uh, doing what he does right. He carries us when he needs to, and uh, proving that he needs to be out there week in and week out. So, uh, overall impressions definitely good. If you look at the shots, expected goals, I believe we were at a, like a three point one on XG. Of course, we ended up with two. They didn't have much going. They did have shots, but it, again, scoring chances weren't that great for them. I think you saw two possible opportunities, and in both cases, uh, Max rose to the occasion. One was a deflection. You wouldn't call that expected. Uh, the other was probably their own le- one legit opportunity, and that was it for them. They did have five on goal. We had seven. We had 20 shots, though, total, so a little madness there. Uh, overall, you know, if I look at advanced stats, the only thing I will bring up as we get into our reactions right now is how active players were when it came to pressure on the play, okay, pressing the play. Uh, the most impressive guys in this game when it came to pressing no shock here. One was Latif Blessing. Way out ahead of everybody. 
uh, Denny Buanga stood out, and so did Apoku. So if you were looking for the system to work, the guys that you brought up on the top because you wanted to add pressure and limit time on ball were exactly what you wanted strategically. Now, looking the other way, once Vela and Bale came in, I think one had one and one the other had three total uh, pressures. And that kind of shows a big difference, right, on, on philosophy and approach to game. That's the only thing I've noticed that was really interesting, of course. The other thing is I think Buongo had perfect passing rate, which is pretty wild for a guy up top. Uh, and uh, Ilya was, was way up there as well. So throwing that out there, efficiency is what it is. Uh, Bam, final impressions on this match? Oh, it was great to get back to how we should be playing for those last three matches before this, but getting away with a three-point, I think it's come to safe to say, as long as Chicho in a Poku start up top, that third one can change. And it will, right? It will, for sure. Tony, impressions? Um, the only... It was pretty, like I said, it was back to the old LAC ways of this season of like dominating why we're in the first place and we haven't had like really anyone kind of challenge us except for Austin and Philadelphia at the moment. But I'll say this now, the East is not the strongest side. So Austin kind of challenging us is the best way to say it. The only bad thing that I did not like is, of course, Vela missing the penalty kick, but he's allowed one to miss, I guess. And we're already up. So it wasn't a... It wasn't a game-changing goal that could put you in the playoffs type of goal. At least you go for a Paneka. (laughs) I enjoy having a laugh at our enemy's expense. A rival. Sorry, folks. Um, It's fun to see. Seriously, because I'm I'm of the impression, like, if I play a team and they're a rival and they score an own goal, I want that to be a 1-0 win, right? Just because you're going to think about it forever. Now that he's missed that, wouldn't it be beautiful if they missed a playoff on goal difference and it was one? Just just because, right? Something funky like that. It's going to be interesting. They're, now they're in a chase. I mean, they needed that win and they didn't get it. So forget them. We don't need to worry about them. It's us. We're, we're, we're what we got to worry about. Um, looking at top three, Bam, uh, what is the consensus so far? Uh, from our, all our listeners and all that, Bawanga got the the most votes, um, so he gets the three points from them. Blessing gets the two points, and Hollingshead gets the one point from all the fans' votes combined. And to be honest, that's the same way I went. I went Bawanga three votes, Blessing two, and Hollingshead one. Um, Bawanga and Blessing just ran themselves ragged, and Hollingshead, the fact that he was there for that goal, to get that goal, to me, it put him in there as the one vote. Um, Araceli, she sent her through as well. She went Bwonga three, Chicho two, and Hollingshead one. Excellent. Tony, where do you stand on this? Um, I put um, Ilya f- uh, first because he was the dominant strike. Like Again, it shows why we need him in the middle. He's our quote-unquote new Atuesta. But an older version because again, Arcosa was younger when we had him. Uh, two would probably be Chicho, and then one I would go for a Poku because again, he's just showing why he deserves the starting spot and pushing all like his hard work and dedication to this team. It is so hard to choose three guys. I know you're with me on this. I could choose six from this game, 
realistically six, right? I, I look I look at Chiellini, right? He plays this whole darn match and anchors everything. He's everywhere. He's in our heads. He's a psychological influence on this side. We are different when he's out there. We don't get this result the way it is if he's not playing this game. But I can look at the top line and go, every guy up on top, right? If they don't put the pressure on all game, and Denis Buanga doesn't adjust so quickly to be a part of this lineup. We don't get this result. And Hollingshead is Hollingshead. Uh, what he is doing for us this year, moving the way he does, getting in when he needs to, and grinding every week, every game he grinds, is big game changer. So I think for me, in this case, because we did get a shutout on the day, I'm going to go defender heavy, okay? Hollingshead, Hollingshead is going to get my number one. Why? top scoring defender in the league. And we're talking about battling with guys like Walker. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, Chiellini is going to get my number two because we don't have a shutout in this game without him. We just don't, it doesn't happen. And then the last one, I'm sorry, but I gotta go with Chicho, uh, because look what he did. Uh, at the end of the day, he keeps producing. We need this. So those are going to be my three. You're like, no, no, Denis. I'm going to save it for when he puts one in the net or sets one up direct um, when he puts one in the net, right? Probably the next game. Uh, and I'll give him that. But yeah, I definitely wanted Chiellini to get some love here because dude, he's, he's, he's vintage Chiellini. That's what I'm seeing right now from him. Final impressions, impressions, gents, before we move on. I've got a question for you, Joseph. What yeah. was harder? Three picking three players from that game or three players from the game before when it was on losing streak, dude. This one, it's always harder in the wins, dude. It, it you know, the losses you kind of just pick pick the few that did something right, and that's what you go with, right? And this one, everybody seemed to do something right. You know, I look at Blessing, like I said, pressured the most of anyone. Even you look at Mario, ninety four percent passing. He was totally efficiency on the day. Right, talk about a recovery. So, where do you go with it? Max, perfect on the day. We don't get a shutout without the saves he makes. It's very hard in this game because they actually did their jobs through and through. I can't look at anybody on that field and go, There is that guy's the weak link. There was none in this game. They were doing what they had to do, following their assignments, and working. What, what, what more can I ask for this team? That was LAFC football. We saw what we needed to see in this game. Would you want more shots in the first half? Probably, right? You want to get it early. But they were doing their assignments. They're working hard. I cannot ever go to a player that's putting in the full effort, right? They did it. So I'm just happy to see, to see that team come back the way it did. All right, so uh, let's get some reactions. I know folks are waiting for it, so let's see where you guys are at and where you're at. Um, I know there's a few of you on here. Not a big bunch today, but definitely critically important. So let's see here. From the fam, first guy in the mix, Christopher Gomez. Hello, sir. Then Ox, middle of the night in Kansas, doing what he's got to do. Mark, old friend. Uh, Mark Lopez says lots of friends celebrating the death of queen tonight, including the stadium in Dublin. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not a dancer on graves. without my vibe. I'm not going to go after anybody because yes, we know the monarchy's history. Um, but yeah, not, not, not going to be my vibe. That's it's, it's bad, bad juju. And we've talked about that before. That's the way I see it. 
Uh, Daniel on hell. We've clinched two home games in, in the playoffs, another two wins, and we clinched two home games and a bye. Uh, what's the magic number to guarantee home field for MLS uh, Cup final? The, you know, 538 is it's saying 69. Uh, points is they got to get to 69 so we're nine points away if you want to want to look at it that way so three wins um is what they're estimating i honestly think we need to get to about 70 maybe 71 um if i'm really being risked looking at the looking at the schedule philly has i'm thinking you got to break the 70 mark to have a chance this year they're hot right now they're not going to let up no way so to me it's got to be 70 uh bam i'll throw it to you where do you think the magic number is how many points do you think we need to get to 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 really fight off philly for me to really fight off philly it has to be 15 15 just just win them just win them because philly they're playing a lot of teams from the east and let's be honest the east isn't as strong as the west so to me they've won all their next four games so that's why i look at it five of six is what you're saying you must win five of your last six matches brutal we have the team capable right we do we do and you also look at two is with that too we'll also break other records which is also fun but for me we've got to show that we are dominant in the west and the best way to do that is to win every game left tough ask tough ask i think the toughest is this weekend's match we'll 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 cover that but uh yeah uh tony what are you thinking about this what do you consider the magic number points wise there's no magic number it's just win just win baby (laughs) one at a time right somebody's got us we're in a shootout folks we've made the first one right we got the one extra game there whatevs uh, now, now we've, we've got another one. So yes, the shootout is upon us. Whoever flinches might, might lose it. So next one is the next one. Uh, good stuff. Danielle call, uh, calling it. Cause again, we're even on points with an extra game. So magic numbers are all out the window until we get there. We just know that. Yeah. I'm thinking 70 Bam's thinking 75, right? 75. Oof. Yep. Yeah. So hard ask. That's for sure. Uh, Daniel says, J. Martin, not the Eros Compoyo. Let's see. Two games from smallest. Com- yeah. I mean, really, it's a six point total swing to take out Austin. If you really want to say magic number on points, it's six. Two wins. Equivalent. Uh, Daniel Angel says, winning the double happened a lot more in the infancy of the league. Last time a double happened was 2017 for TFC. Before that, it was Galaxy in 2011. Yeah, odds are not in your favor. I think what happens is teams get way ahead, right? And it's no longer even competitive. It's not really a tight race, and they get soft. This year is unique because it is a two-horse race to the end. So they can't get soft. We have to play our better lineups. We can't rest people if we really want this thing. Of course, your risk is possible injury, right? I'll say it because that's life. Uh, But it's it's legit this year's playoff this race to the end uh might be a blessing in disguise by being so close because it forces us to keep account week in and week out interesting yeah 
Uh, Mark Lopez says, really wish Sacramento would have won yesterday. I'm with you, man. I think everybody but Orlando fans and maybe Don Garber uh, <laughs> was rooting for Sacramento. Uh, the fact that they took over 500 supporters to Orlando is impressive for, for a, a second division side in the United States. That's wild. And then on top of that, I believe 4,000 people went to the convention center in Sacramento to watch for their watch party. 4,000 fans for a watch party. They don't need MLS, man. They don't need MLS. They are fine. They're building a stadium at home. They don't need to, to jump in. They're healthy. They're proving it otherwise. Good on them. Good on, they won. Even though they didn't win on the score, line, the score sheet, they won a moral victory, but ultimately they won in Sacramento. They won their fan base. They inspired their fan base. Win or lose, they did that. So good on them for making it happen is an amazing run. Bam? The fact that Orlando sent someone to spy on their training session too just makes it even better. You were that scared of a USL team that you had to send someone to wait for a friend They park then in their car watching the training session you park vans in front of their car, then they move the car so they can keep watching training session to wait for their friend. It's a small club after all. <laughs> it's a small club after all. Yeah. Uh, Orlando, what a joke, guys. Seriously. Small club mentality, man. Not cool. Uh, Tony, your thoughts on it, man? I know you were, you were hurting too after seeing what happened. Yeah, I was doing laundry and watching it on my phone because um, luckily I got ESPN was showing it. And again, Sacramento had it up until what was the dagger and the kind of broke the camel's back was that lapse in defense. And after that, it gave Orlando the confidence to say, I'm like, oh, we're actually better than they are because up until that point, Orlando was pretty much playing scared the whole time. Yeah, I was honestly waiting for, they had a breakthrough, right? Sacramento and the, the player got taken out and a yellow was given. Uh, but yeah, it was sad because of the way they went down um, was just one random mistake. And of course, they fell apart after that. But kudos to them. They have a great team. They really do. Uh, and, and I hope nothing but the best for Sacramento. And uh, I know of, uh, several of their fans and good people, man. So happy for them to get that far. Too bad they couldn't get couldn't get the chip. Uh, hopefully they make another run next year and just keep building on what they've done because they're doing things the right way. Thanks, Mark, for bringing that one up. Uh, ooh, Araceli, there we go. Araceli was said she was impressed with Bongo's performance. Consensus, without a doubt, for sure. Uh, Wolf is in the mix. Mark jumping on with this. He says the goal from Chicho was beautiful. Love the confidence. He's in full stride. All of our squad, I'm looking forward to, to, to him lifting hardware the most. Which player is it for you? Honestly, uh, Vela, without a doubt. Uh, this could be his swan song if we win this whole thing, realistically. Uh, it would be great because of how much doubt he's dealt with in his career with people, especially when it comes to hardware, to see him see it through. But Chicho, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you with that. It's great. Ilya. Another great story at this point of his career to lift it, uh, is, is good too. Hollingshead, who if we didn't pick him up, he'd still be doing things in Dallas. And you know, a cup ain't happening soon for them. Uh, and so he gets his chance after a long career in MLS. 
So too many, too many to count for me. Uh, Tony, where are you at on this? Who, who's who are you looking forward if it happens? Of course, because long way down. Um, Bell, of course, because again, this is as you said, could be his one song. He's been the longest of the club. Blessing is another one of those because he's been with us since since year one as well. Honestly, you know, <laughs> this is actually for me. It'd be Treo to be honest, because you have this kid who gets drafted. What was it this year, right? No, two years ago. Gets drafted two years ago, has the injury, comes back like like very Mamba mentality, comes back stronger, ends up leading the USL in in goals, gets signed, and like is now part of the team that drafted him. Because most of the times we don't sign our draftees and they stay like like how he has. So I feel like Trejo would probably be one of those of like, I'd be happy for him to lift the cup after like, you know, hometown kid from the small town, everything like that. So nice nice uh bam um same like blessing vela um but one player i really want to see lift a trophy lift lift something before he leaves i reckon he's gone at the end of this season sifu oh yeah seeing sifu lift lift it like uh, i i'm sorry i love him but he he's too good for the mls he's too good Yeah, just like fall, right? You just know the trajectory is there. He's having a career year. It makes perfect sense. As yeah. you all know, when you do win trophies, if you win trophies, uh, there is a breakup. There is always a breakup, right? You don't maintain everyone. You lose probably half of them. That tends to be the norm because everyone's fees are high and it's a World Cup year. Yeah, you got to sell high. So it's going to be interesting. And then they make this big show, right? If they win. And then many go to the World Cup and put on another show for the world to see. So seller's market. Yeah, that's what January is going to look like, people, no matter what happens. So this is the year we got to get it done. Good, good take, Bam. The other thought I had was a Poku just stood out to me because he seems like the guy that's going to put one away in a playoff game when you need him to. So that that too. All right. Daniel on Hill says uh, he says El Rey. El Capitan, our first signing, our first DP. That's what I want to see with the trophy. I'm with you on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Gomez, Chicha's miss was so bad that Vela's pen went under the radar. Yeah, nobody's talking about it. That's so funny. Talking about Vela's. Uh, yeah. Just enjoy it on a loop, people. Uh, since Vela's missing the PK, should another player take the PK now? Chicho has not missed from the 12-foot 12 mark uh they work it through it's a matter of confidence vela has the confidence even when he misses he is who he is he'll figure it out smalls says blessing put in work that game definitely a flashback to 2019 hopefully he can keep that up you know what's beautiful about that he probably faced the most criticism after the last few games he's played in a lot of people i heard the groans when they're like he's in the lineup you heard the groans it was it was very loud and for him to put up what he put up in this game, good on him, man. Good rebound. Daniel on Hill, LAFC Wolf. It has to be Vela or maybe Bale. I love Chicho, and if Chicho is out there and another two aren't, then it's Chicho taking the spot kick. But this is Carlos's team. PKs are his lose. I agree. I agree. Of course, I was in that crazy mood last in that game. Like, dude, let the keeper take it. 
we're up two nothing, man. Let's go, let's go. But it's too close for that kind of stuff. I'm just weird like that. Having Chilla there, like flashbacks, if you know who that is. I'm sure most of you do. There it is. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for everything said so far. Keep it up. Throw in your reactions as we continue on this episode because we've got more fun stuff to cover. Uh, let me see here. What? Yes. Is it community time, everybody? I think it is. So I throw it to you, Tony. What you got for community news, man? Um, so we'll start with, as we've been talking about Chicho. Chicho is your player of the month for August of this uh, so it, again he had five goals this week this month um goals per 90 at 0.86 and two assists so congratulations on chicho for getting player player and well deserved player of the month in august um on top of that not much too much at the moment uh, i know watch parties are getting situated because there is a very uh, secretive, I guess the best way to say it, uh, watch party that we cannot talk about. On, but if you know, you know. Uh, but uh, there is one that was posted. It's going to be Cuervos, Expos, and TSGs at Underdog Sports Bar at 156 South Brand Boulevard in Glendale, California. And that's all I have for news and notes and club and community news. There we go. All right. Uh, on to the black and cold vinyl club minute don't shoot us for our choice uh, <laughs> uh honestly we had to go back to utah and we burned the best one right the killers bye uh love those guys uh but we had to find somebody else it came down to three uh we had the used we had neon trees and of course the last one they're actually from provo utah even though it's claimed that they're from Vegas. They're actually from Provo. I think one battle of the bands there in their first star now, but it would be Imagine Dragons. Yes, another band coming to the bank to play. We're not sponsored, I swear. Uh, but we're going to go with Imagine Dragons because if you have kids, it's playing. You're hearing it pretty much every day. Uh, yeah, Imagine Dragons is definitely going to be the choice for this one. I think popularity wins the day in this. And of course, again, they're playing at our house, I think, next week. So uh, for those of you who go and have fun, um, a certain, well, my daughter, uh, you know, it's her, her favorite band. So that too. So I'm going to go with Evolve for the album. Why? Because pretty much the majority of their hits are from that album. Uh, I think there's like Believer, Thunder, the whole thing. And Evolve is something that, I think the title of it kind of mixes is what we're doing with these new players on our side and, and seeing how things are changing. I mean, realistically, we might have seen the evolution of our future squad uh, with Bwanga out there with, with, with the boys that he was with, much younger, right? Um, so that could be a future look. So there we're going. We're going to go with Imagine Dragons. Uh, any other crazy ones you guys have in mind or we're good with this one? Yeah figured all right so let's move on to our dallas match yes the difficult one really to me this one was like peg like oh great these guys uh probably the most unpredictable team in the western conference not because they're bad or anything but they have a jekyll and mind high uh mindset on offense sometimes they're they're world beaters other times they're they're grinders um, and so we're playing Dallas, not a bad team at all. Third in the league, uh, Bam. Well, how are they looking right now, man? 
Uh, the last five, they've had one draw, which was a 1-1 home draw to RSL. They've had one loss, which was a 4-0 away loss to Nashville. And they've had three wins, which was a 4-1 home win to San Jose, a 1-0 home to Philly, and their most recent game, a 3-0 away to Minnesota. Now, in all fairness, that one defeat to Nashville, their leading scorer and assist man was not in the game, correct? I do believe so, yes. Yeah. So that would have its effect, and we'll talk about the players in a few minutes. But, yes, so the only defeat is when they had a shorthanded lineup. But otherwise, Dallas is flying up the standings. And possibly, possibly, after, you know, maybe if Austin keeps tanking, could have a shot at number two if they keep this up. This is a difficult team and definitely a sleeper for the playoffs. I, I wouldn't doubt that for a second, that these guys are going to be trouble for whoever they play in the playoffs. Now, historically, though, Bam, we have a pretty good record against these guys, right? Sorry. Um, yeah, we do have a fairly good record against these guys. Um, the record is, where are we? Uh, I think we've never lost. <laughs> no, I don't believe we have. Yeah. I think we have all wins and a draw. No matter where we play, we we had had the advantage. I think the one game that we thought we weren't going to do it was a 3-2 uh, in Dallas where I think we fell down 2-0 and then Chicho put on like a hat trick, right? Am I right in that one? Or is, it was a fever dream, I don't know. Uh but I think that was what happened uh, a couple couple seasons back. No, last year my gosh yeah so basically that's where it is with them we have a good record but again dallas of the past is not the dallas of now and i will keep stressing that the lineup is very different it is very different which brings it to tony the good the bad and the ugly sir share it for keeps man because there's some been some interesting stuff coming out of this team oh yeah so the good for us is uh we haven't lost to them in the last five meetings so we're four wins one draw the bad is Farah. He's one of their top leading scorers and unfortunately on top getting there as well. He's one goal over Chicho. So he's a dangerous threat to watch. Again, not strikers don't make the team, but we have to watch out for him because he could change the game for all because they have been. And this is where it's going to be kind of funny. They're unbeaten in their last five games. So one of these quote unquote beaten streaks is going to be dissolved after this game and Ferreira did score on us the last time we play on a beautiful free kick yeah he burns us that's trouble too uh looking at the goals the goals against realistically their defense is similar to ours they've allowed 33 we've allowed 32 yeah right interesting uh but their problem is goal production first half of the season was a little rough for them and then they built up built up so they got they got 43 goals so far to our 59 right right tony you're giving me something what you got man? oh no 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 i wasn't giving you something i was just saying the last five meetings to bam <laughs> yeah last five uh assists they're almost marked with us Again, goal difference is because of that late hit. Now, looking at their leading score right now, it is Jesus Ferreira. 16 goals, 29 games, five assists as well. So he's their top assist man as well. That's all over the place with him. What's he doing in MLS, people? Uh, <laughs> right? You got to think his trajectory is going to send him somewhere real soon. Um, other than that, the other guy to look at is, of course, Paul Areola. 
huge signing for them. Uh, he's got nine goals ready this year, uh, three assists, trouble there. Then you have Alan Velasco, six goals are ready for them. Um, second in assists on the team with four. They have weapons. And, of course, the new guy in the mix, the one that I, I definitely uh, have concerns with, um, who has a history with us, would be uh, Sebastian Legette. Why? Well, he's got eight assists this year. Yes, I know a lot of those were with another club, right? But they did bring him in to bolster the lineup. Legit going to be trouble for us in their lineup the way they set up. So there's nothing to laugh at. This team is built for the playoffs, really. Production, yes, gets questionable at times, but I don't know. I'm looking at this thing going, they're they're ready. Uh, this is now the threatening team. Man, am I wrong looking at this lineup thinking that that they could definitely be stronger than Austin? Oh, definitely, definitely. Like with that last game with the three nil away to Minnesota, who we who we're playing after these guys, um, th- they played a good game, but the goals came in the fifty fifth, fifty sixth, and fifty eighth minute. So once they scored the first goal, it was bang, 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 and the first goal was an own goal too. It was a cross coming through off the defender into the goal. Uh, Velasco's goal was a Nice, nice one. And Ferreira's was a goal that came from a deflection off the post. It is what it is. They find their ways. Um, yeah, Western Conference, like I said, 46 points for them, chasing Austin at 51. Could it happen? Yeah, definitely. Um, not if we get in the way, of course, though. So that's our job. Now, uh, potential lineups, things to worry about. Uh, last match where they won 3 nothing, uh, They played the 4-3-3. That is what they play. Uh, it's consistent as to what they see from them. They have Paez and goal. Uh, Backline was Martinez and Burgess. Uh, Umasi on the right. Uh, Farfan, familiar face on the left. Uh, midfield would be Serio in the middle with Pomacal and uh, Legette. Yep, he plays a little deeper for them. Uh, actually, that is his best position outright. Uh, up top, Ferreira. You have Ariola on the left, Velasco on the uh, sorry, Ariola on the right, Velasco on the left. Tight team, dude. Realistically, they really are. Uh, players that can come in, of course, you have um, O'Brien, Cervania, Hada. He's he's definitely an option, good option. Uh, Nanu as well for left back. You know, I look at this side and go, well, uh, pretty good. I look at the one-one against Salt Lake, which might have been surprising, but again, not much difference. I look up; the only difference I saw was uh, Hedges played instead of Burgess as center back. That was a that was a switch out. Um, otherwise, it's what you come to expect. You look down. I'm not going to include the lineup against. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're lost because again. Their main focal point wasn't even in the game. I look more at the game where they beat the Philadelphia Union. And I think this is something we need to focus on. They beat the Union, people. We can't say that. They can. So they know how to play teams that are high-powered. They know how to play top dogs in this league. They figured it out and then shut them out to keep it up. Now, what was their lineup for that match? No shock here. Hedges and Martinez in the back. Umasi on the right, Farfan on the left, Pomkal, Jet, Serio. Yep, top line the same. You see what they've got built. You see what can happen. Uh, you see who can come off the bench and hurt you. This team is solid. This team doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. 
They don't. I don't see it. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Bam. Do you see weaknesses in this lineup going forward? Are anybody missing from this match, from this lineup that we see? No, no. Um, from what I can find is there's no one missing from suspensions and they've got no injuries at the moment. So to me, that's the lineup we're going to have. Yeah. Why would they go any different? Again, Hedges could get subbed out for another, but I think if you have Hedges available, Hedges gets the start. No question about it. That's who starts instead of Burgess. Uh, yeah, for us, the story is, of course, playing up to our level on the road. I think that is going to be the entire story here is what can we do against a team that knows who they are, confident how they play, has their approach, has their game plan, and, yeah, looks very similar to ours in reality. And so you have similar systems clashing. It's who, who plays better on the day, who gets the job done. This is a proper shootout. Right. This this is a great clash. This could be a conference final when it is all said and done. Because they could take anyone out in the West without a doubt. So I bring it to you guys. Tony, I'm going to go to you first. Up top, who do you bring up to challenge Dallas at home? Um, the same lineup that we just had um, the this past weekend, to be honest. Uh, let me go look it up because I just lost it for a quick second. Sorry. So, Janice Buanga, uh, Chicharango, and uh, Opoku. So, Vela on the bench for two straight games? Yeah. Just rest him as much as you can just to get him ready for pretty much this long haul of, of the playoffs. I mean, it almost looks like a changing of the guard as we're on a run to try to win an MLS Cup almost. It's pretty wild. Uh, Bam, are you of the same impression? We got to keep this lineup in just because of what we're dealing with? Yeah, like, remember, we've got a short turnaround before we play Minnesota. So for me, I might even, for me, you got it's got to be the same front three. Right? You could probably take, leave Buonga out and then put in um Vela or Bale, but at the same time he's setting that clicking going, so leave him there to see how he clicks. And then if it doesn't click right, you got Vela to come in for the next game. It it makes sense from the top side because of the lineup they have and because you have Wamasi that can hang high if you don't press them. You have Farfan who can go on an adventure. We know this already, but also man you can catch if he goes on an adventure. And if you have the guys that pressure proper you can you can really expose Farfan. So I'm with you guys on this. It would just to me be a psychological issue is to to where do the players take it if Vela is not in the lineup. I know it sounds funny, but we need to pressure. We have a system, and those who are doing best with it need to play. So I'm with you guys on this. Do I predict it to be that way? No, I have a feeling it's gonna be it's gonna be Vela on one side, Boanga on the other, and probably Chicho up top. That's my prediction, is what it's gonna be. But I would definitely like to see where you guys are at on this because it did make sense last game, especially on the way they play. Now, the, the midfield situation, I think this becomes super predictable because Acosta's back and he's playing against his old club. I think he finds himself back in the lineup. I think we see Ilya and Sifuentes, and that is that is our midfield. Uh, Bam, do you have any questions on that, or do you think that that's what we're going to see? That's what we're going to see. Um, yeah. If anything, may start blessing and bring Acosta on at some stage. But if we're going for our strongest lineup, blessings going to be on the bench. I mean, I can't see I can't see blessing bottling up Pomacall or Legette in this. This would be a threat, right? 
Um, and Cerillo is going to plug the balls wherever he feels. I mean, that's who he is. Ilya is the guy that has to shut him down. We know this, but Acosta versus Leggett or possibly Pomacall because they do shift those guys would be a really good battle, uh, a really good battle. And Cifuentes would keep them honest. I, I can't see it any other way. Now we look at the back line, and this is another story. Uh, the heat of Dallas, right? The road trip. <sighs> I find it hard. I mean, I'll throw it to you, Bam, to start this one off. Who is your back line for this game? What are you thinking? Um, for me, <clears throat> I want to go Kalini and Brillo in the middle. I'll go Palacios outside, and I'm going to bench Hollings Head and bring Escobar if he's fit. If he's fit. Now... Do you think psychologically, I, I always bring this up, head games, this is Hollingshead's old team, right? He left these guys. And it was for Farfan, right? Do you think he gets to start simply because it's his old his old haunt? Um, You could say that, but with him going the full 90 last game, I think that he can deserve a break because I'm going to say the game after is an important game. So for me, he's on the yeah. bench. Interesting. Tony, what do you think for your back line? What are you looking at for this one? Um, cheeky, of course. Uh, I'll say Kalini just because the weather's better for the old man than winter is. And um, I'll put Mario back in just to do that. And I would say Hollingshead because there's a bigger break and this is more of a trap game than the Minnesota is. So again, I'm taking a game by game. So I would rather put Hollingshead in, even though he played a full 90 last game, but if there's enough, a big enough gap. So maybe you sub in Escobar 60th minute or so. Look at it this way. He played a full 90 before the last game and then came in strong. Like it was nothing. And looking at his career, he plays a ton of games. He did it for Dallas. He doesn't take much time off. He's good with the minutes. I think with Escobar, you're going to play it safe. Even if he's cleared, I don't think they clear him. They give him an extra few days off, and then he goes up he goes up against Minnesota well-rested. I think that would make more sense to take no risks. We know how we are with risks, right? Um, Backline, our center back pairing, I think Chiellini has to be there if we're going to get a result. He just has to be there. Whether he plays a full 90, I don't know. But seeing how things fell apart in the last road match when he came out, they're going to try to keep him on as long as they can. Mario's the other story. Look, Segura is there. He's going to need time. He's going to need minutes. When he has played with Chiellini, they've been solid. And I think in this game, experience wins today. Uh, I have a feeling it'll be Segura and uh, Chiellini. I just, I think in that way. Um, and of course, Cheeky's cheeky, man. He's earned his spot. He's doing what he needs to do. Uh, he's fine. And of course, I think consensus with everyone here is that Max is in goal from pretty much here on out, unless we clinch the supporter shield early. It's Max. Yeah. Everybody's nodding their heads. You know, you guys aren't hearing them, but they're all nodding their heads. Uh, Bam, correct? Correct? It has to be like, I do feel sorry for him because um, Max is doing such a good job. 
you can't take him out. And yeah, it's hard. Look at it this way. J-Mac was on the bench for pretty much all the time at Orlando, right? Uh, got, he got cup games and he got limited minutes and he seemed to be cool with it um, because he knows where he fits in the lineup and he's such a reliable player that you're not going to be looking for another backup next year. You know we have a, a solid guy there. Uh, and he's he's worked his way past Romero as well. I know we don't mention that name very much, but he has. So I'm sure he feels secure in where he's at. It's just if we had a bigger gap, I think you'd see him play real soon here. But we don't. We don't have that luxury. Uh, any thoughts from either of you? I'll go with you, Tony. Any surprises in the lineup for starting potentially? Like, like oh, man, this is going to happen. Because I Dolo, I mean, last match was a surprise to everybody. Was it not? Do you think we could throw another curveball into this one? Treo, I think, is probably a curveball that could be out of the blue and be the shock factor. I know I'm the new fanboy for him, but that is like the shot factor for it. Um, blessing, of course, maybe starting. That would be the other like shock factor in the midfield. And on the defense end, Segura, but that's not like that. That's like the least of like the shock factors, I guess. Now, if they said Ibiaga Maria, we would be like, what? Right? There's your shock. <laughs> it's not happening. But yeah. Uh, Bam. Your thoughts? Any surprises potentially? Um, in a big surprise that won't happen, but if it did, I'm going to say I called it first. It's the front line of Bale, Vela, Trejo. <laughs> uh, man, I I would not put it past Dolo. He has his ways. There's you know how he is with the magic touch. Uh, especially if he wants to have a great comeback in the second half. That's what you would do to need to do a comeback. Um, we've had them before, but uh, yeah, that'll be, that would be wild. Yeah. Just wild. imagine seeing the lineup come up, Bale, Villa, Trejo is a starting front three. You sit there and you literally ask, what did he smoke? If I see Jennings in the lineup, I'm going to ask what he smoked. <laughs> hey, he had a great goal playing for Vegas the other day, right? He's hot. Working? No, not happening. Uh, <laughs> not with the weapons we're bringing in. How about the new boy? Is he even in town yet? Teller, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's in town yet, right? I don't believe so. I haven't heard anything that like him vi videos or pictures of him with the team or training with the team. So I'm gonna say no. No, probably not. Probably not. There we go. So there's our predictions potential. Um, I'm going to ask this question before we throw it to everybody else. Bam. What does LAFC have to do to get three points in Dallas? Score more goals. Um, Simple. Yes. <laughs> well, what we have to do is we know we're, we are a second half team. Let's be honest. We score more goals, second half, play better second half. We need to make sure that we're, least nil nil at halftime maybe one nil up but we can't let the score before halftime right no bogus handballs right <laughs> that too uh tony who's your thought um changes or or what what has to stand out or who has to stand out to get us the result on the day it's not more of a standout it's more of 
we just can't come out flat-footed because in the last couple of away games that we've had, especially in Texas of all places, we've come out flat-footed. So I feel that is going to that's going to be the main the main issue again just don't come out flat-footed uh if anything we our midfield has to stand out 100% if we don't have a midfield then we don't have a game overall so i'll throw it this way who do i need to see perform in this match to get it done one we need a repeat for performance from mario if he's in the lineup has to do what he's done what he did back home 94 percent, 90 plus range in passing no turnovers on our end keeping it super simple it gets us where we need to go nothing cute uh we need a costa if he is in this lineup to be a standout on the day he's playing against his old club we need to see him showcase we need this because that midfield is tight for them right now uh the other thought is up top from all three we need to see the pressure continue Cannot drop off. Cannot drop off. And anybody that gets taken into this game late cannot let the game plan fall apart. It can't be about them. It has to be about us. And that's how we get this game through. Uh, Do the job. Simple. Simple as that. All right. I'm going to throw it to the rest of you guys. Let's throw it out to everybody in the comments. Uh, Not a whole lot, but I think there's some critical ones here. So let's see. Going to the comments. We've got Chris Gomez says Lucky's in Pasadena or raffling game. Use Mario Jersey alongside other items. Profits going to Moe's field. Good stuff, Chris. Thank you for telling us. We got a Lucky's watch party there, people. If you're in Pasadena, make it happen. Go check it out. Thank you, Chris. Uh, right. Good. Good stuff, Chris. All right. Um, Daniel on hell says, Oh, uh, we saw that one already. Uh, he's talking <laughs> about Max getting a goal to pad the stats. Again, it's me being me. Uh, Dave Gomez. Oh, gosh, you're in Amsterdam. There we go. International. There we are, man. So Dave says, thanks for your for LAFC supporter lost in Amsterdam. I can't even imagine. It's early morning, right? That's what we're at. 10 o'clock. Yeah, they're nine hours ahead. So, right? Nine hours. Give or take. There's nine. should be nine. Um, yeah, so early morning, enjoying their coffee, listening to the heart of LAFC. Dig that. All right. Uh, Wolf, want to see Max pick up the trophy, bring it to 32.52, and celebrate. Uh, of course, I believe the entire team deserves it as well, but Max for me. Oh, good, dude, I can make me cry thinking about it, man. It would just be so cool. So cool. <laughs> Dave Gomez also says, Legette always brings it against us. He just does, man. He's... He's the one guy who's played for an enemy that I would I would have to go. He's a prospect for us. I would actually have to think it through because he is that good of a player in pressure games. Uh, ooh, Edgar Crawl. Tello was pitch side last game. He is in LA. Dude is tall. So there you go. He's not there in LA is. right now. I just checked his Instagram and he's in Canada. He's in Vancouver. What? <laughs> Inter- it got to be work permit related, right? Yeah. Got to be something like that. Okay. So <laughs> maybe he's staying in Vancouver at a, at a Mark's uh, pad. Who knows? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Daniel on Hill says Tello is in town. He was at the team picture tweeted out after last match. And I guess he's left again. Funny, funny. Dave gives us the heads up 740 in the morning. There it is. Definitely enjoying the coffee before work. 
Thank you, Dave. Love it, man. Thank you for listening, dude. We we just again, the faithful from everywhere. Uh, we hope we're doing a service to you guys and, and keeping you properly posted. Uh, as Dave, as you see, jumps on, uh, we welcome everyone to do the same thing. Uh, also giving us the likes, the comments, keeping things active on the chat. Again, this is the community's pod. It always has been. It's been for the right reasons, I hope. Uh, and so we plan on continuing that to provide it to you guys, at least through the playoffs, at least for an MLS Cup. Pray to God. Um, and then we can celebrate with y'all guys, with all of you too. So there we are. All right, guys. Um, thank you, Daniel. I see he's he's giving us some love as well. Thank you, sir. Uh, and we will keep this going. Could get funky this next week. I believe we're going to have a Monday episode. Right, boys? Um, so, yes. We never let up. Twice a week until the finish since it's a busy schedule. And uh, if we're zombies at some point in all this, you'll understand why. So, thank you, guys. All right. Let's throw up the uh, info, of course, to you guys. Um, again, always thank for what you guys do throwing up the passion. I know a lot of you are going to Dallas, which is super cool. Uh, throw up the social media. Let us, let us know what's happening. Tony, you got something to say. What do you want to say, man? You're smiling down there. It's kind of, no, I, right no, I'm not, I have nothing to say. I just did something and I was like, wait, I wasn't supposed to do that. So that was it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes. So for you guys traveling to Dallas, make it happen. Hopefully we get a drum snuck in this time. I, I know they're not they're not like Austin fans where they or the team over there that'll prevent that. So the culture, you know what you gotta do. Uh good on that. Uh yeah, final comments of the day. I know it's a kind of a shorter episode, but for good reason, since we're gonna be firing one off in a couple of days again anyway. Uh so let's see. I think I'm gonna throw this to you first, bam. Um, final thoughts, my friend. <laughs> Uh, final comments. First of all, I want to say um, Diego Rossi scored in this, had an assist this morning in Fenerbahce's 2-1 win over Dinamo Kiev in the Europa League Group 1, Round 1. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Our former 99, um, Diamande, has moved back to Norway. He's playing for Odds Bolkop. He actually scored in their 2-1 win last weekend, and he played in a 1-1 draw little game before that. Um our great defender, uh, Mamadou Four, has played all 90 minutes in his debut for Vena, for Villarreal B. Um, it was a nice little 3-0. He almost scored a goal too from a, from a set piece, but unfortunately the ball had gone in the net before he reached it. So he was there, played a full 90 minutes, and was also, I believe, part of the team of the week too for him. So that kid's going places for sure. Um, final thoughts for those that are traveling. Um, look after yourself, look after each other again. Um, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly, just be responsible. And with it also being, um, are you okay day? Reach out to your friends, see if they are okay. Well said, thank you, brother Tony. To you, sir. Um, pretty much the same thing as Bam was just saying about like, are you okay? I did not know that was a day, but uh, like I always say, check on your friends, check on their mental health, just because you never know where they're at mentally or physically as well too. Sometimes, so just check in, just say hi, grab a cup of coffee, some Denny's, whatever you want. Uh, 
people traveling Dallas, be safe out there. Say I had a couple friends out there for me. And um, just win, baby. There it is. Just win. Dude, a little Raider vibe right there. Is that what we're going for there, Tony? Maybe. Football's just started. Yeah. There it is. There it is. So uh, I know we've got we got a lot of Raider fans in the BA, I've noticed. Rams fans, too. Uh, right. Didn't end so well tonight, but yes. Football is back, everybody. Enjoy Take it while you can. Uh, thank you, Bam, for that. Are you okay? Conversation could change a life. Excellent. Thank you, sir. I guess it brings it to me, everybody. Uh, yep. Uh, playoffs are nearly upon us. Six games away. All opportunities right where we need them to be. Uh, if we play our football, we'll win the trophies. Simple. Uh, begins one at a time. So Dallas is the story. Dallas is the risk. We got to get the three points. End the curse in Dallas, the Texas curse, uh, and, and get there. Uh, again, for all you traveling, stay safe. For all you guys going to the watch parties, look out for each other. Um, have a great time, but not too much of a great time. And for those friends that are having way too great of a time, look out for them. You know how it goes. Um, so definitely look out for everyone around you. And again, keep the community strong. Keep them safe. Uh, to the rest of you, again, thank you for all that you do. Uh, providing support to our show, support to the club through thick and thin and always believing in, in the process. So uh, to everyone, again, have a great weekend. We're ready for this. Final word of the day, Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over